Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. You're in for a very special episode of Movie Talk today. We are talking about the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie, potentially getting a pair of directors, and on top of that, the Lighthouse trailer. There is only one question you walk away from that trailer with, and it's... Come on, together now! Why just you spill, spill your beans? beans? All right, I'm glad we got that out of the way really <laughs> early. That was the best introduction I could give to Coy and Haley. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Are you guys as excited as I am to talk about that trailer? How could I not be after that intro? I know, really. I'm glad we're already crushing it. We're only a minute into the show. But why <laughs> did you spill your beans? I'm like, we'll get into this later, but do we take that question literally or does it mean something else? There's a whole bunch of uh, questions I did walk away from that trailer with I kind of want to go to the movie with it, like an open, like half open can of beans and just like, because I, I always go to movies with theme food. I feel like that needs to be the, the press giveaway or oh, like if they have yeah. a, like a press day and they have a buffet there, it just the needs to be buffet. cans of beans. Yeah. 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 Cans I, of beans and there looked like there was an octopus in the trailer. So something like that could be involved. sushi and beans. You know, that medley that goes together that, often. It goes together so well. All right. Hopefully someone at 824 is watching this episode and they take that pitch very seriously. But first, we have to talk about the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. So today, Deadline reported that this long-awaited adaptation is one step closer, yet again, to happening. Their sources claim that Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly are in discussions to direct the film for Paramount and also, of course, Hasbro's All Spark Pictures. So... First off, before we get to the question of will this ever even happen, do you think that this duo is the right pair to direct this one? Because, of course, things didn't pan out for them on The Flash, and now they've got a free schedule. This is another big franchise for them to sidestep over to. They're nerds. 
they're invested and it's a good opportunity and I believe in it. I believe in invested nerds. Like I think that this is the right move because the flash was a passion project. This sounds like it's a passion project. I don't know these guys, but they've written really geeky stuff, which lends me to believe if you're handed the keys to the geekiest kingdom, you make sure it counts. So I want someone that's going to be giving it their all. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for them to prove themselves. And I love the pacing in game night. I loved the world it built. I love that it was an ensemble, which is important for dungeons and dragons. You immediately cared about everyone in game night within the first act. That way you're invested for the rest you need that with Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if they can necessarily do the CGI that's necessary. I don't know how they handle like the Z axis and like framing for CGI, but everything about their character and their heart, all about it. Yep. I'm definitely into it also. I was a big fan of Game Night and I just love the idea of doing a Dungeon Dungeons and Dragons adaptation, period. Because obviously we've been waiting for it for a very long time. Now there's so much story potential there, but the wild card for me here is more so the studios attached. I'm just curious because we all know that Disney is the juggernaut and all these other studios need to create these big epic franchises to keep up with them. And we don't really know all that much about AllSpark Pictures and what they're going to do with all those properties they have right now. So if this is one of their first pictures going into production with that newly formed company, that to me is going to set the tone for what they're going to do thereafter. So I think that's the thing that I'm curious about more so than anything. Yeah, this is so out of my wheelhouse, like 100% not an expert on Dungeons and Dragons. But I do really like those guys. I love Game Night. Everything you said, I totally agree with. And I love the fusion of genre in it. I'm all about the meeting points between genres. And it's it's harder than I think people, they take for granted how hard it is to make a successful comedy that's also a really good action movie, mm-hmm. which is what they did. And they they seamlessly sort of blended these two genres in a way that makes me as someone who doesn't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons Mm -hmm. go well what's that movie going to be like then it's probably not going to be the straight up fantasy that you might have thought it would be a while back in one of its 7,000 other development (laughs) forms but it's that's extremely intriguing to me. And I also, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I love yep. their writing on it. I know that was a script with a lot of cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. But just anyone who's sort of touched that, I'm already like, yeah, I want to see your next movie. Anything you do, I'm invested. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think this is a more interesting uh, announcement than, say, a Sam Raimi or a you know someone more traditional to the world. Like, I would I, never if, say no to a Sam Raimi, <laughs> oh, no, but, but saying, I hear your point. I'm not saying no, but if we heard <laughs> Sam Raimi or Peter Jackson, we'd have a clear vision. That's true. Whereas this, I have no idea, and I think that's that's an exciting testament. Like, give me a Peter Jackson, whatever. (laughs) Give me a Sam Raimi, anything. But this duo with this property is way more like, what's Mm -hmm. that? But also, Haley, the way you explain their work a little bit, just in terms of like, we don't know what it's going to be. They they do a great job with blending genres. That's kind of what we have to do right now to capture the widest possible audience. If they're able to, I mean, that's what we were talking about yesterday with it. I think that is a phenomenal hit because yes, it's a good horror movie but it's also got a really sweet coming of age story that borderlines a drama in a sense Mm -hmm. that really can capture the attention of so many people out there whether you're a horror fan or not so the challenge here is not going to be to sell this movie to Dungeons and Dragons fans but to sell it to everybody else as well and I'm not the giant Dungeons and Dragons fan that I am a comic fan, but the worlds intersect a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same people like a lot of the same stuff. So I know people that are invested in this world and they're so invested. Look yeah. at Critical Role right now. Look at, you know, the, the, the world that's being 
built because of the popularity of role-playing games. And look at, like, even Stranger Things. That first season, mm-hmm. there's a lot of D&D that's mentioned. It's it's the best time to make Will this movie. Will still wants to play. He still wants to play. play. He's a wizard. Just let him play. But I think this is a good time for whatever studio makes it to make it because it's in the cultural zeitgeist. It's very common. You don't say D&D and have a negative connotation mm-hmm. right now. You're like, oh, tell me more. So I couldn't agree with you more, but we still have to bring up that question of is this ever going to happen? Because this project has been in circulation for so long. We obviously had Chris McKay previously attached, and at that point we were busy saying, oh, well, if he's attached, it could really happen this time. We're basically in the same position right now, so do you think that this is the team that's actually going to bring this project through to the finish line or no? For their sake, I hope so, because the poor <laughs> Flash team, I just yeah. feel like I keep hearing their names attached to stuff, which means the right people know them, which means the right people are listening. I just want to see the next thing they do, because I keep hearing them on their next thing, and then it dissolves. So I'd like to think it is. Uh, I'd also, I think that now is the time to strike, so hopefully the studio is more apt, because I, I, they can't not be thinking, like, well, the iron's hot. Mm-hmm. So maybe? I think it's... Maybe good for this project that Transformers has taken a down, turn downward a bit in terms mm. of like box office return and stuff like mm, that. That's a good point. Uh, because that company is in need of some sort of nostalgia fueled IP that people are guaranteed to show up for. That's a good sign for the project. That said, there have been many, 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 many versions of it. So who really knows? But I agree. I want to see what they're doing next. And I just like, there aren't enough big weird epic fantasies anymore right now i mean not anymore they happen but usually they go the route of like jupiter ascending where people are not super into it or it's it's almost there but not quite and i i would love to see a total big fantasy home run and i even i enjoy jupiter ascending i enjoy warcraft but i really I am in the like mood jupiter for a home run jupiter ascending is hitting a certain streaming service soon and i saw that report going around today and i will that one to me is the perfect thing to earn the guilty pleasure there title you go. i could watch eddie redmayne in that movie yes. just all day on loop what was the one that wachowskis did right before that the one that was like the music where like the emotion transition with the true true like oh, tom hanks cloud atlas cloud atlas i love i love that so movie. much and to me that was the fantasy movie i was like things are gonna change yeah. and then i watched it and i like went to a press screening and then i went opening night and i was like this is it and then by saturday i was like oh no everyone disagrees so I, i've been wanting that for a while i want like legend with tom cruise i want like yeah. those kind of movies to come back and we're in this 80s nostalgia obsession now's the time well you okay. were there at comic-con when i did my dark crystal interview right yeah. like i walked away from that interview like a full out believer that they've got something <laughs> special in that. And I'll tell you, I was extremely skeptical walking into that conversation, but that's another fantasy project that I really believe in right now. I, I totally agree. That interview was great. And their investment was like, it was shining out and it got you to yeah. have different like approaches to yourself. All your questions led to the next excitement. So the whole, I'd like watch that interview live going like, it was like one of the easiest <laughs> assignments I got the entire con. <laughs> thanks to that team. We have a question we should take from the live chat here from Bruce Crawford and nothing fantasy related but something about this duo here would y'all like to see a game night sequel i would be fine with that as would i i think that's a concept you could play out numerous ways you don't even have to bring back the same cast if you don't want to focus it on you know it's it's the concept i think yeah. that worked so well so heck yeah i would yeah in uh, a heartbeat i think uh like jumanji showed me that you can yes. reinvent things and have it be really special and i think game night you could have it be a different type of game each time you could have a different ensemble cast like I definitely would want to see more of... I miss action comedies like Lethal Weapons, my franchise, pre-MCU, and I need that flavor in my life. Well, actually, think about what if it was like 
game night met escape room and it was an escape room <laughs> game night but with a comedic spin to it that Shared sounds universe, like it tons of i would buy a yeah. ticket too <laughs> glad we're both on the same page yeah. with that all right guys we are gonna have to move on soon to the lighthouse trailer which we're all very excited about but before we get there we've got some content coming to the channel to tell you about here is amy for heroes Hi, I'm Amy Dallin, one of the hosts of Collider Heroes. And starting right now, you can catch our show at a new time and format. We're coming at you Tuesday nights with a new shorter Collider Heroes and a longer Collider Heroes podcast where Koi and I are going to talk your ears off. You already know that's coming. So make sure to go to YouTube, subscribe, and find us on the Collider Heroes podcast feed for all of that sweaty goodness. In addition to Collider Heroes, I will also urge you to keep an eye out for a Hobbs and Shaw movie review, which is dropping tomorrow. And then on top of that, we've got some fun coverage with The Rock, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, and the rest of the cast. And you're going to be able to find that on the main channel later this week. If you want some more content for immediately after movie talk, Haley and I did a new episode of The Witching Hour, and it's a big one because we had the Nightingale and the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, on the show, and she is a dream. She's Go amazing. Go listen to that conversation. That was just like such a delightful I'm hour. I'm obsessed with her I now. <laughs> I, think I, I have the same problem right now. I'm obsessed with her, and uh, I might have dropped a little too much money on the Babadook book. But it's that's my problem, not it. yours. I know, I know. You know, I bet whoever did that Hobbs and Shaw review is twitching for it to come out because they've been thinking about the movie for two weeks, and they might have really <laughs> loved it. And they might be going to the press screening again tonight, but they've been wanting to tell the world how much they did or did not enjoy it, so they should watch that tomorrow. I have no clue what you're talking about. Wink, very wink. theoretical. All right, we're moving yeah. on to the next story before we bury ourselves in too deep of a hole. This right now is the Lighthouse trailer. So it's an 824 film, and it's from the director of The Witch, Robert Eggers. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are in this movie as two lighthouse keepers living on a remote New England island. So I don't know what specifics to start with here, so I'm just going to ask you guys first impressions of the lighthouse based on this trailer. Yes. I had a feeling. Extremely my jam. I'm obsessed with this trailer. I kind of knew I would be based on the early reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, and I love The Witch. I love what Robert Eggers did with The Witch. But people kept, uh, in the early reviews when it premiered, I don't remember what film festival, but can I think? That sounds right. And then I think next up is TIFF. Tiff. Ah, lucky you. Oh, so excited. <laughs> um, people kept uh, referring to Harold Pinter, who's one of my favorite playwrights, and I'm like a diehard for absurdist theater. So if you say Harold Pinter <laughs> is like a touchstone for a film, I will immediately buy 10 tickets. Like, I can't wait to watch this over and over and over again. And I listened to the uh, A24 podcast with Ari Aster and Robert Eggers, very interesting. But also, Ari Aster was like, this reminds me of Harold Pinter. So basically, I am just this film's number one girl right now. <laughs> I need this kind of movie to balance out all the shiny movies I watch. Like, for, for my job, it's all superhero stuff and genre stuff and, and broad, uh, you know, films that are super approachable. So I need, like, just like, you know, Pattinson needs to play Batman so he can make another ten of these. I, as a viewer of content, really want weird shit. So I can't wait for this movie because it made me go like, what? Every five seconds. And I, you know, I'm from New England and any Irish shanty song is going to get me excited. And everything about 
this trailer made me confused in the most enticing <laughs> way. Uh, and I, I love the the frame they used instead mm-hmm. of the standard sixteen by nine. I love that it looks like a piece of a time period that doesn't necessarily exist. Uh, I really got invested very quickly, and I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan, so I'm excited to have more and more opportunities to go. This is why you're wrong. He's not just Twilight. So this movie <laughs> no, to he's me, he's amazing. He's so good. In okay, everything. if you're still saying that, you're just not watching his movies. Is That's what's the, happening. This is another one, though. I'm excited yeah. to have another comma of like another one. Yeah, uh, because everyone that came out of Twilight has done a lot of incredible work. Catherine Hardwick's Lords of Dogtown is so slept on because people I was are talking. Just watching that like it's two days so ago. Good. I can't stop. I can watch that movie on repeat. It's over incredible. And, over. and it's such a piece of the time because she builds worlds so well, and everyone associates anyone of that movie with just that movie. To me, this is going to be a great example of like, look what else. Yeah, you, and Willem Dafoe. I mean, oh, of course. Uh, that's, let's always, that's, not, a, that's an assumed greatness. Let's not not bring up Willem <laughs> Dafoe, though. <laughs> I've got a Willem Dafoe follow-up for you that kind of pertains to, uh, I guess, Robert Pattinson as well. Um, first, though, you touched on one of the things that caught me by surprise the most in this trailer is that maybe within seconds of it starting, it does have such a distinct look that we're not used to seeing so much right now, which is why I was blown away by how quickly I got accustomed to it and how quickly mm-hmm. it felt right to me. And that bodes well for maybe having a wider viewership open up their lives to a movie like The like the Lighthouse. I know that A24 movies don't necessarily say four-quadrant appeal, <laughs> big bucks at the box office, but with this one having its can debut, hitting Tiff, having someone like Willem Dafoe, who was on the Oscar circuit last year, having an incredible actor like Robert Pattinson, who could have a nomination in the near future, Do you think that The Lighthouse is the kind of movie that could do it, especially because when The Witch first hit theaters, that whole year was, even though it didn't get nominations, it was constantly talking about it. It's on end of the year list. Is this, this the next thing along those lines? I think so. I think that A24 and Annapurna are the two studios that I see anything they do. Uh, no matter what it is, I am there opening weekend. And I'm the exception to the rule for movies, whereas I see everything. But I think that those two studios were the most full of the indie houses when I went to them. I think those 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 universes are being well built. And this actually reminded me of uh, mid-90s, which was one of my favorite movies mm. last year. And it also did the frame rate. Uh, the, the, the frame. Uh, Lord, Lords of Dogtown vibes, I too. Do. <laughs> yes, the 90s it's Lords of Dogtown. And we're back in the game. But I think that movie was super approachable for how weird of a movie it was. Like, that was a slice-of-life movie, much like Dazed and Confused, Mm -hmm. where it was just like, here's a movie. And I really needed that, especially right now with a blockbuster coming out every two weeks. This doesn't look like that at all. This looks like, (laughs) holy crap, this could never happen, but you don't know why it could never happen. What even is it? And I like the surrealistic approach to, like, what movies can be. I like the extremes they can be taken in. And if any movie's going to be this weird and still sell, it's a movie with this cast. I could see it. I, I don't know about selling. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. I hope so. I just don't. That's a weird trailer, man. Yeah. I do think awards, though, maybe, especially for Willem Dafoe, who's a legend and gets yeah. a lot of awards attention whenever he really goes for it, basically. Exactly. And one of the good things about award season is if you're in the mix, then it could encourage more yeah. people to see it. So hopefully that all comes full circle as well. But you bring up that it was a weird trailer. So I'm going to go to a live chat question from Planeta Sophia, who's asking, in honor of the Lighthouse trailer, name the most bizarre trailer you have seen. Ooh. Anything? Cats. That's, well, I don't know why I didn't <laughs> think of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an obvious answer. I think, I think, 
this conversation that's, is over. That's pretty much, yeah, you just threw down the gauntlet. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen anything not on hallucinogens no. that weird. Like, no. That was a surreal journey, and I was like, why, how, who? And it was at Comic-Con, which is already a weird, like, everything about that experience <laughs> was, was off kilter. It was such an odd time to drop it, too. Yeah. But it worked, man. Everybody was talking exactly. about it. Everywhere I went at Comic-Con, everyone was humming or singing Memory. It was, it was this year's Fuck Batman. <laughs> Yes, remember, exactly remember last right. Year, everybody was like, yeah. "What a fucking choice!" And then this year was like, "Cats!" Like, did you just f bomb twice on the show? You sure did. And coy, excellent. Work. It was canon. It was. I had to stop myself from swearing like twenty five times on this show. AT and T or whomever that runs YouTube now. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Sorry, Frick everybody Batman. out there who is underage and can't handle that kind of stuff. All right, we're gonna move on because I want to get to another live chat question because. There was a story we couldn't fit on the lineup today, and I wanted to get to it so, so badly. Zeno Hour is asking us, thoughts on the Hunt trailer, and which movie are you more excited about, the Hunt or Ready or Not? Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, ex- I'm really excited for both. I am, too. That's re- The second part's very hard, but the first part is yeah. very easy, which is that I was so impressed oh, by yes. that trailer. I don't know. I, I had done one of those stupid things where you kind of get a picture in your head before you see it, and you're like, I don't know if that's going to be for me. And I loved it. I was totally wrong. I didn't realize that Craig Zobel was directing, for one, and I, I really like his films. Compliance is brutal. And, oh, yes. Um, Z for Zachariah is very good. But mm. in television, I've been freaking blown away by his work. He did the Shogun World episode of Westworld, and he did two episodes that I consider two of the best episodes of television ever, which I'm going to go to my notes because I will get it wrong, on The Leftovers. International Assassin and the Most Powerful Man in the World and His Identical Twin Brother, which are truly, truly like in my top ten list for television episodes. I'm just so relieved there was no F-words in those titles. I, you know, just, uh, <laughs> None. Yet. Are you into it, Corey? Are you going to go see The Hunt? Uh, absolutely. I, I'm... Once again, it's it's counter programming, so I, I need things that balance out all of all of the you know the the similar and the weirder properties are getting the better. And I think that the age we're living in allows for it because it's cheaper to make movies. Like we, digital's helped us in such a way that film couldn't make these movies, and and now editing and and with the access to to the culture is so much more broad. So uh, these are examples of movies I don't know if they could have existed before. Now my dream come true would see would be seeing the hunt added to the TIFF lineup. I just like mm. I keep picturing Universal and. Blumhouse filling that Halloween gap from last year so I'm just like I have my fingers crossed for some sort of studio horror release making its debut at TIFF now you've got me like but what about Fantastic Fest you never know because that'd be a real good fit (laughs) I'm just saying it'd be a real good fit I'm really excited to see Betty Gilpin in a lead role she is I mean she obviously she is a co-lead on um on Glow and she's great in that but while we were waiting for the Mar- see this is one of the coolest things about waiting for the Marvel panel at San Diego Comic Con is that they do oh I'm gonna say now I'm gonna say another curse word you the, see, the there women it is. who kick ass panel that Ooh, EW the A word women this who kick donkeys guys serious business <laughs> but she was that whole group on that panel was great but she in particular was just hysterical oh. like her her takes were so heartfelt and genuine but just her delivery was so spot on and i really can't shake some of the stuff she was saying so it just got me thinking obviously we're going to see her in more glow but 
give Betty Gilpin another also because I have Stuber on the brain right now mm. and she only has a little bit of screen time in that movie but she makes the most of it so just to see her and like the end of that trailer when she's going up against Hillary Swank I'm sad you spoiled that in the trailer but yes give me that scene I agree with all and that panel was great to introduce me to people whose work I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. know and see them in a new light and see them as people instead of their roles because it, it made me like I did so much googling and like you know shaping of narratives around their personalities and perspectives it was, it was the perfect panel before Hall H so nobody dare choose either the hunter ready or not I want to see both I, I so. dare not if I if if I was placed in a dangerous scenario like one of those films and forced at weapon point to choose <laughs> I think I'd have to go with the hunt because of the leftover collect connections because Damon Lindelof also helped write it and create it oh. but Samara Weaving is not a freaking uh, joke to me. Yes, I'm so, I'm so very excited, excited about for both. anything she works yes. on. She is something else. I, I would say The Hunt, and for the same reason of the Hall H panel. Actually, I hadn't even put that together. I couldn't remember why I was so like, oh, her! Yeah. And that, now I know. She's great. All right, let's see if we can get one more question in before we have to tune out. Louis E. De La Pena is asking, if you could play D&D with any movie star, who would it be? Ooh. I'm going to keep it on trend and say Robert Pattinson just because he seems fun as heck to hang out with. Okay. Any movie star. You know who I bet would build worlds really well and people wouldn't give him credit for us? He'd be like the sleeper. I feel like Brad Pitt. I feel like his I feel like his imagination is just like waiting to be untethered and he always has like really quippy charismatic responses to stuff and he's just so rad. I feel like if anyone can make D&D awesome, it's Brad Pitt. It's so... I know that Joe Maganello plays D&D, mm-hmm. so I would choose him because he knows his stuff. And same thing with Vin Diesel, because that was the inspiration for The Last Witch Hunter. So he's on my list, too. But I was re- I have this habit now. I go and I listen to old uh, interviews that Howard Stern did. And Mila Kunis was on a while oh. back promoting the first Bad Moms movie. And at one point of the interview, she mentions that she played World of Warcraft a lot, like obsessively. So now I think of her as a gamer with that kind <laughs> of content. So I just think she'd be a blast to play with, too. She seems really fun. I would yeah. play pretty much any game listen with her. to this interview yeah. she really does sound like one of the coolest human beings out there awesome. two people that i'd be i'd want to play with just because i would have no idea how they'd handle it are ben foster because i love his <laughs> like he's just always like ready and yeah. i'd be like ah! uh and for the same reason joseph gilgan i always oh, i always cool. like i want people that are like a cop on the edge like i like to play games <laughs> with people that are like i want someone who's like a time bomb waiting to happen so i think, Good choices. I think those two are like i want to know what a cop on the edge playing D D would be like now I'm trying to think of someone along those lines. I would like to play with Ben Mendelsohn, too. I feel Ooh, like he'd be a lot of fun. He would just be fun. Yeah, he would just be entertaining yes. the entire time. Ooh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Because no. he'd be like, man, like he would just be like bringing this curmudgeonliness. Uh, that'd be like, like so much. Or ridicule your intellect the whole time. There we <laughs> go. James Earl Jones to narrate, Tommy Lee Jones to be cantankerous, Ben Foster to be the wild card, and Brad Pitt to make it cool. Oh, Ooh, my that's a game. <laughs> we need if we'll make all this happen and we'll film it at some point in the future. It's never happening. But that was fun to think about. Guys, thank you so much for thank joining you. me on this Tuesday. Adam in the booth, Dorian in the live chat. You guys rock. Thanks for your hard work. And to everybody out there, as always, like and share this episode of Collider Movie Talk. Then tune back in tomorrow, 3 p.m. PT Live for a brand new one. Napa know-how. 
at Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 